Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <laughs> What do we got? All right. Well, this week, the broader release of Judy, the Judy Garland um, movie starring Renee Zellweger in the last few years of her life. Year. Is it just the last I year think, of her life? I, I think Judy is. I believe just it takes is the last year. The yeah. last year. So the from 45 to 46. Okay. So we're revisiting someone who spent a lot of time with Stevie. She worked with her for four years. Wait, her, you mean worked I mean with, with Judy. Judy. Her name is Stevie Phillips. And um, she wrote a book back in uh, 2015, and it was called Judy and Liza and Robert and Freddie and David and Sue and Me. That is a terrible title I for a book. But she was her she manager? She was her manager. So what happened is... Gosh, how old is Stevie now? She's like... High 80s? I think so. Okay. Um. So what happened is... When at the end of Judy Garland's career, she could not get anybody to hire her anywhere. She was too unreliable. Her alcoholism, her drug addiction was obvious to everybody and no one could hire. No one could insure. Okay. So her PR team and manager decided, well, here's what we'll do. They still love her in the UK. Let's get her to go to the UK and deliver a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. Because where she was wonderful always was when she was on stage. stage. How she got there was interesting a lot of times. But yeah. when she was on stage, she could do it. She could perform like no tomorrow. And so, that's what we're seeing in the movie, the talk of the we're town seeing, thing. The talk and of the town. Why she's got to leave California and go exactly. to England. Okay. So they, um, the guys who, it was um, David Bagelman, who is a cat and a half, he was um, like an agent. He's and, an agent at the time. Mm-hmm. And his partner were working with Judy Garland. He also managed Paul Newman, Liza Minnelli, Steve McQueen, and other people. And he embezzled money from his clients, it, including Judy Garland. And he took his life after he got busted uh, yes. endorsing checks. Yes, he did. Uh, Cliff Robertson, I he believe. He didn't take his mm. life till 1995 after other business things. Right. But he's going to be another vintage okay, scandal. Okay, we'll do him song. another day. All right, so, got it. So here is Stevie, okay? She is a file clerk in the 60s, and she ends up being Judy Garland's manager. Um, She was solely hired. Her only job was to make sure that Judy Garland was out on the stage each night fit, in a fit state to perform. So she must be portrayed in the movie. I think so. Yeah, okay. So um, here's what she says. Um, At the time, Judy was unreliable, undependable, blah, 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 blah. Um, David Bregelman saw that they couldn't build a business and take care of her at the same time because Judy Garland was totally Mm time-consuming. She needed attention 24-7. So they prepared the concert tour for her to establish her reliability. All right. If she could make it out on the stage at 8 p.m., they could persuade Hollywood to take another look at her. And um, Stevie's job was to get her on stage at time. So she was a young secretary at the time, very young. She was 23, ambitious and ambitious. 
So and she becomes the stage manager. She becomes, she becomes the manager wow. of Judy. Wow. So when she met Judy, um, Judy was constantly surfing cocktails of amphetamines, downers, and a German mass market white wine called Blue Nun. Oh, if my you can gosh, remember, you remember no, that. No, I know. I felt like it was a leap from Elch or something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, she said that. Sweet. Very. Yeah. Yes, that Judy Garland was unpredictable and was a confirmed addict and alcoholic. She could no longer drink hard liquor because her liver was dis, 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 distended. Distended. Distended, yeah. Okay, she was an enormous emotional pain coupled with great physical pain when she started. The amount of drugs she took even back then to get to ground zero at a place where she could perform, she wow. couldn't even believe how much. But wow. again, once she got on stage. Mm-hmm. So in the long name member, Judy memoir that she wrote in 2015, Judy mm-hmm. Liza Robert, blah, blah, blah. She said that here are some of the things that happened to her. Um, At one point, this was a horrific episode in 1961. She was helping Judy Garland dress at the Plaza Hotel Suite in New York um, for some media thing. Mm -hmm. And um, Judy Garland struck a match to light a cigarette but she ended up lighting herself on fire. Like a robe or gown or something? Yes, the star Judy Garland looks down at her blue nightgown, burning up her leg, and then matter-of-factly walked to the bathroom to extinguish his, saying to Phillips, I better wear tights. Oh, my. Okay? Garland self-tarmed herself again two years later in the middle of a conversation with Stevie, her manager in the suite at the Ritz-Carlton in Boston. The singer looked at Stevie Phillips dead in the eye, smiled, and slit her wrists. She cut through an artery. Stevie said, I learned that blood doesn't leak out. It gushes. And it gushed all over. And she was so disturbed by that. She almost quit. She almost quit. All right. But... Then they were playing Jim Rummy another time in Las Vegas after Judy got off stage at 2 a.m. And they were playing cards and um, she just needed to go to sleep. So she took drugs that would put her to sleep. And while she was asleep, she fell on a glass table and it um, it went through to her face. It caught her lip near the middle, the side of her nose, engaged the edge of her eye cut deeply into her forehead. She fell flat down on the white carpet. It was at the Sahara. And she thought she was dead. Didn't have a pulse. But she didn't know what to do. So she called the hotel desk, hiding her voice's fear, and asked for Judy Garland's entertainment director, Sam Irwin. So she said to Sam, to the operator, Miss Garland wants to talk to Mr. Irwin. Would you kindly ask him to come up? So he rushes to the room. Garland's limp body is there. They call a doctor. Um, blah, blah, blah. Don't even tell me she just slept through the whole thing. She was. Wow. She was not unconscious. She was asleep. She was drugged so much. Wow. And so the, she just said, this is enough. She went down to her room. She tried. She wanted to quit. Quit. They give her $200 a week raise. And she stayed on. But she just said it was really troublesome working for her because she was so lonely and so sad and well i mean mentally taking all those i mean think about it that that she'd been taking been given the pills like when she was a teenager on the mgm lot and was betrayed by every man she was ever with including her agent boss manager david bagelman who cheated on his wife with um, Barbara Streisand and embezzled thousands of dollars from not only Judy Garland, but Judy was broke. 
Yeah. That's why she needed to work. Because he, he embezzled all her money. All of her money. And he Whoa. did this with Cliff Robertson. Mm-hmm. And they found out that he would just sign the checks for Judy. And, and, and Stevie's like, why do you keep signing her checks? You yeah. know, but she wasn't in a position to ask. She thought people cared more deeply for her, but everyone just used her. Wow. And then at one point, she was in charge of watching the kids. And um, her estranged husband, Sid Luft, mm-hmm. kind of kidnapped them. And she said, I'm not going home without those kids. They were in the same hotel. You give me those kids back. And just, Judy Garland is saying no, this? No, Stevie oh, did. Stevie is. Because Judy Garland put him in charge of the kids and just a lot of different things. And she just battled so much substance abuse. I, I felt so Well, I mean, think about it. Louis, Louis Goldwyn gives her, Louis Mayer gives her speed yep. when she's filming Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. because she's going through adolescence and puberty and has developing breasts. They're taping her breasts down. Yeah. every And then they don't want her to eat, so they're giving her speed. Yeah. Right. I mean, she's a teenager. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And then wow. she had to take the um, things And then to give get her down. downers yeah. because so you're on speed, yeah. so you're having no appetite. Oh, I mean, awful. oh my yeah. gosh. And she said Garland struggled with depression, drug addiction throughout her life, attempting suicide on multiple occasions, suffering numerous mental breakdowns, kidney failure, fluctuating weight battles, and exhaustion. I can see why her kids don't want to see this movie I can see about so. the last year of her life. But please tell me that she always, uh, like, that, that Judy, like... Did she find happiness on stage? I told you, take- stage was where she found it. But okay. so when um, Judy Garland um, finally left Fields and Bagel Farm, whatever his name Bagelman. was, yeah, agency, in the, she found a little bit of happiness. But again, she was always drunk or drugged, Lori. And then when Stevie, the manager, who was only her manager for four years, mm-hmm. heard in 1969 that her old boss had overdosed on barbiturates, she was not surprised. And then she was said, for years, I would get a call three to five times a week at three or four in the morning from Judy. Her voice was slurred. You couldn't understand the words. I'd known she'd taken too much. There were stomach pumping for sure that was going on. I imagine myself or someone else would call someone to go help her mm-hmm. in the morning. And she said... She had, she struggled with that period of her life, those four years, and she said she couldn't bring herself to the singer's funeral. Yeah. Um, she was so deeply upset by her mm. death, she found it impossible to walk by her coffin, even though I was living across the street. I sat on a bench outside Central Park and watched the line as it made its way into the Frank Campbell funeral home and back out. She says, thinking about everything they endured together because there were terrible times and there were fun times. It was terrible. It was sad, expected, and a loss to the world of entertainment as well as an audience who adored her. Wow. Yeah. Makes me want to go see the movie. I know yep. it. Really? Yeah, it me does. Too. Mm-hmm. Are we all going to go? Yes. Oh, I definitely want to see yeah. it. Yeah. Why, you still have to go Friday? see Hustlers. <laughs> Julia, based on your review, I don't know if I do need to. You're not going to. It's yeah. Put it on the back burner. Put it you. on the back yeah. burner. There you go. All right, listen, we come back. We got our favorite headlines of the day.